Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon from Sebring International Raceway, everybody. <laughs> yes. Thank you. What a, what a week you've had. Uh, congratulations to everybody at ePartrade and Racer.com and SpeedSport for putting on such an awesome uh, event. I've heard a lot uh, verbally, but also seen so much uh, publication, people on social media talking about uh, how special it is what, what you all have uh, done. And I would consider this one of those very special benefits that came out of the last couple of years uh, to be able to, uh, as Judy says in the commercial, just like a trade show connection. So uh, well done to everybody. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what it surprised and amazed me is Jim Campbell called it a tradition. <laughs> Being like our it. third yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. For, years, for years, we've all gotten on airplanes to go to uh, shows in different cities and, and been at a convention all week. But I, I think you guys uh, are, are, are due a lot of credit for what you've uh, delivered. So well done. Thank you. And Thank we you. will be back in Indy next week, too. Thank you. So I guess it's time for us to go. The green, the green flag is flying, John. Let's roll. Let's let's do it. And uh, I think a checkered flag just ended on uh, one of the races here at the HSR Classic 12 hour, which is why I came down to the track today. Oh, well, uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I was I wish I was there with you. I wish you were, too. And it's yeah. fitting that we're fitting that we're capping off the season at a racetrack uh, here on. Uh, yeah, on that uh, and that's a that's a special event uh, uh, as well. So uh, which you'll soon be able to read about in uh, uh, Vintage Motorsport magazine. Uh, but let's uh, let's get going, John. Uh, you know, you are probably one of the busiest men in motorsport at the moment uh, with uh, everything that's on your plate. There is a lot going on, Paul. Um, yes. And clearly, it, people have talked about us entering a golden era of IMSA. Um, I think the golden era might have been there in the early 80s when GTP yeah. started. If if that was the golden era, we're entering the platinum era. And super, super excited about that. Uh, obviously, I'm also uh, having a terrific time and, and a huge opportunity and the Garage 56 project uh, to, to try to take NASCAR back to Le Mans. And uh, of course, being here at Sebring or Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, you talk about a couple of racetracks that are in the IMSA portfolio with, uh, again, HSR. So a lot going on, sir, a lot going on. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't happen overnight. You've been working on this since uh, the moment you showed up. And you walked into a world that went into lockdown right after you showed up. Yeah. Hey, um, it's uh, it's all part of it. It's all relative. But the things that we're uh, experiencing now, um, obviously around GTP, I was so fortunate to be on the manufacturer side when it all first started its infancy. And, and now to see it come to life after a lot of work by a lot of people, um, it's incredibly special. Uh, all the GTP cars will be testing at Daytona next week with uh, three of the new GT3 specification cars, which obviously run in GTD Pro and GTD with us from uh, the folks at Porsche with the 911 GT3R, of course, uh, an, a Lamborghini uh, Evo and a uh, new Ferrari 296 uh, or 496 rather. Uh, it's going to be a really, really special Rolex 24. Yeah, those are some uh, gorgeous race cars. Uh, it was uh, 
eyeing the Ferrari on the homepage uh, main image uh, at the beginning of the week here. At, uh, all I could think is I want one of those. Uh, but uh, let, let's come back to the uh, the heart of it. Is you you know you've been around this sport uh, at all levels for quite a long time, and Destiny delivered you to the doorstep of this great era. And uh, you know we both have been around long enough to know how special this is. You don't get moments like this often in the sport where the entire uh, top level of sports car racing is unified under a collective vision now. Yeah, yeah. that that work started, uh, you know, uh, many years ago, uh, and we're finally here. You know, I, I we have the centenary of Le Mans uh, this coming year. We have uh, this convergence of, of rules, and we have, I think it's my research, we have 18 uh, manufacturers. Yeah, and IMSA in, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> IMSA. So, I don't know what you do to top that other than just go do it. Can you tell me what is what is going on right now to get ready for this season? You know, and, and because you have a whole new level of complexity and what your team has to manage here with this intense intensity and competition. We do. And, and I think for all of motorsport, no matter what discipline, we're, I think, all at a very special time where the momentum for the sport overall um, is at an all-time high or, or certainly uh, scratching at being at an all-time high. So that's great for the sport. Um, and that's what we're focused on is doing what's right for the sport. And as we embark on the new top category regulations, uh, you're right. The work has been massive among uh, primarily the technical folks uh, yeah. to actually execute. So that's Simon Hodgson, Matt Kurdock on our side. Uh, Terry Bouvet and, and his team at the ACO. And then, as, as you know, you mentioned collaboration. We've uh, been working a great deal with uh, um, partners and colleagues at the FIA uh, to make sure that we integrate these two uh, top category uh, sets of, of technical regulations that are very different um, into a place where every manufacturer can compete for a, an overall victory and a, and a level playing field. So that's been the focus um, so far. Um, you know, how do you how do you make it all happen? It's it's definitely execution. Um, it didn't happen overnight, as you say. So the names of folks that have worked on this over the years, uh, this racetrack was owned by Mr. Panos. This was a big vision of his um, and, and what Don wanted. Obviously, my predecessor, Scott Atherton. Uh, but I think what you're you're seeing now, uh, DPI 2.0, essentially, yeah. uh, what the LMDH regulations um, ended up being that's a that's a credit to Jim France and his vision um, he had the thought that manufacturers ought to be able to build a prototype race car that uh, could race for overall wins but tell a proper brand and marketing story with the right. styling and, and as you know the new cars in 23 uh, we've opened up the box further on allowing styling cues to be integrated um, we obviously want to retain and, and be relevant uh, for our auto manufacturer partners, integrating the hybrid powertrain system. So as the cars got unveiled, I mean, you and I had opportunities to talk about this since uh, the first one showed its face last summer. Um, but these cars are stunningly beautiful. Uh, they all have a distinct exhaust note. So the engagement with our fans who are the ultimate beneficiaries of this 
Um, it's it's going to be and has been so far incredible, and uh, cannot wait to have uh, the stands full and the infield packed uh, at Daytona International Speedway. Yes, and you you've touched on something uh, which. Uh... There's an air of anticipation. We, we get a lot of engagement and energy around the reveal of these cars. Uh, in the age uh, we've just recently gone through, uh, cars were, um, in many forms of motorsport, have become parody appliances. You know, the character of the car is, is uh, muted in the competitive landscape and, and the, the voice of the car is, it's, it's, it's a tool to be tuned so that the competition is intense. Uh, you get at that in a different way uh, with uh, performance balancing, but not with a heavy hand. You know, if you get an advantage, you're gonna get some advantage from it in, in your series. Uh, and looking at the diversity you know, of approaches and looking at how different these cars look, I mean, they, no, no two, uh, GTP cars look the same uh, from the manufacturer uh, styling cues and so forth. It, it, is this the sport where uh, the car is the equal competitor to the, the human factor? I think you, you touch on something there, Paul. Uh, we talk about how beautiful they are. That's one thing. I think um, you're 100% right on the, the human factor. Um, as these cars have been unveiled, uh, the design teams from the manufacturers are on site. Um, not motorsports designers, but road car designers, yeah. the same people that design the cars that are built on the assembly line and, and show up at uh, a local dealership. And the enthusiasm from these men and women that, that got the project of a lifetime to design yeah. a race car that's going to go to Daytona, it's going to go to Sebring, it's going to go to uh, Petit Le Mans, um, potentially race in the 24 hours of Le Mans as well. Um, that's something uh, that you can't even, uh, money can't buy the enthusiasm that you see among these folks. Um, when we get a set of technical regulations, then they have to obviously work within a box. Um, all the cars now have been to Windshear um, in, in Concord. Um, so there's that level uh, for us of balancing uh, the diversity of, of the field. Um, they've all been to the uh, NASCAR uh, Technical Center, our R&D center in Concord, and been on the engine dyno. So there's that element uh, of, of parity. And then uh, after much gathering of data and, and witnessing demonstrated performance, we can then um, build a set of, of parameters on an event-to-event -event basis that allows us to put on an absolutely incredible uh, show uh, for those who are on site or those watching us on, on NBC in the WeatherTech uh, Championship, of course. Um, but it, you're 100% right. The amount of human touch, artistry in the car, uh, technical side, both in the engine and, and the aerodynamic side, certainly Michelin has played a key role in developing tires with us along the way. So um, these cars are all custom um, and they're really, really special. And I think when you see all of them on the grid together and uh, rumbling into turn one uh, in late January, um, I think it's gonna be a moment for endurance sports car racing that we haven't seen in our lifetime. I think you're right, John. And you know, each one of these cars is the statement of intent for a brand. 
they're the expression of their ambition and the tip of the spear in the, the battle for uh, you know credibility, attention, uh, devotion to the mark. And and you have uh, before you a season like no other. Yeah. Um, and in prep, pre preparing for this, I've noticed a, a ramp up in the intensity of IMSA's, you know, uh, efforts to communicate this. And, you know, there's there's been a steady and really well-directed flow of information about these cars and events to launch each car. There's been a cadence to build this interest. That's right. I um, think... Um... And it, it starts with our manufacturer partners. You you talked uh, at the opening about 18. We're so proud of that. There's there's no other sanctioning body in the world that can, uh, at the at the professional top level, um, uh, promote 18 automakers as part of their their program. And we're so grateful for the investment they make in racing with us. You mentioned the ultimate expression, and that someone asked me a few weeks ago what GTP meant, and for whatever reason that that came to mind. It's, it's the ultimate expression of these brands. Um, in some cases, it's the fastest Acura on the planet. It's the fastest BMW on the planet, Cadillac, Porsche, and soon to be Lamborghini. So um, it, these cars are, are the ultimate expression uh, of, of these manufacturers. So um, we have a moment. Um, we have uh, folks that have invested um, heavily in, in a commitment. And all of that and you plug in, um, no pun intended, uh, a sustainability message with the new hybrid powertrain system, uh, a new renewable fuel that we've developed with our partners at BP Racing, um, and also uh, a reduction in tire usage thanks to Michelin's uh, technology. Um, we have a really, really awesome uh, story to tell, and, and you're right, we've been doing our ever best to communicate uh, early and often, as we say in Chicago, <laughs> yeah. and uh, really thrilled that we've been engaging fans uh, more and more, and it's going to really ramp up here in uh, December and January. Well, for me, the uh, the Christmas tree is in Daytona a month later than it normally would be this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the yeah. toys are going to be under it, and uh, uh, that 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 grid is 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 my uh, dream scenario here for racing and you know you have layers to your sport uh you know this is not one class this is a a class where you have really in the prototype cars the dream of what can be yes sir and in the gt cars you have the expression of this is the best we can do right now this is our uh this is you know representative of what we uh, extended from what we make for the street um and, you know, I've noticed many times when I've been at the events, uh, the, the long lines around the GT car uh, drivers for autographs. Just, I think there's an emotional connection in these cars. They're the root of, of IMSA. You know, this is where IMSA started. Yes, that's uh, right. And, you know, when you, you're 100% you're correct, it's the, the consumer identifiable um, nameplates um, that, that attract uh, so much enthusiasm from the audience, and um, we 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 love the multi-class racing structure. Um, that's as you say, the heart of what IMSA has been about, um, and the GT cars are an incredible part of that. Uh, in addition to those cars on track, uh, what I think is um, 
gets me and I, I know a lot of my colleagues on the IMSA team excited is the activations in the in the fan zones, if you will. And yep. you and I talked about this so many times. We went to the the auto show with with our dads and, and with our family. And you know, I ran to those displays seeing who had race cars in them and how they were using motorsports as a marketing tool in their toolbox. And you and I both know uh, that the most authentic way to market an automotive brand is through motorsport, bar none, you know, full yeah. stop, period, period, the end. And so to see our, our brands on track is one thing, but then to go into the fan zone and see um, our uh, loyal fans and new people that have come to the racetrack, seeing the racing version right next to the road car vision version of, of any of those GT manufacturers, um, that's the link. And you see little boys and little girls peering into the cockpit of, of the race car and realizing that, you know, they could aspire to, to have one of the, the streetcar versions um, in their driveway someday. And that's, uh, that's what uh, we do this for, I think, isn't it? I, I think so. And I think you were just really literally describing both of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, I think that when I look at you know, being at, let's say, the, the Ro Rolex uh, 24 or uh, the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, uh, half of the show for me is I don't get a chance to be a fan very often. I'm working, you know, so I, at, at Petit Le Mans, I, I uh, you know, Motu Petit Le Mans, I try to make a little time to go out and be with uh, the fans is really who we work for, Uh you know, there are people that that's what we do, what we do for the racing fans and watch night practice uh, or just be in a spectator area because the fans are so knowledgeable in sports car racing. They know their stuff and uh, their brand, many times very brand partisans. Uh, they, uh, they, it's a, it's a sort of a different vibe than other forms of racing. But one of the things that, that I, I really think, uh, I want to talk about here today is uh, it's cultural. There, there's a it's there's a certain cultural vibe around this sport. You know, it 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 it's like going to another world, and it is. You're literally going into this world that extends to the rest of the world. In bringing the uh, this alignment, uh, at least in spirit of rules, the law making this distinct connection to Lamar. Uh, I think that takes it even further, but you're going somewhere else this year uh, in, a, in a very interesting way. You're, you're going to Indianapolis Motor Speedway um, and, and going to be doing something quite different there than you've done before. We are, and uh, thrilled that we could add uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the Brickyard to our 23 and beyond schedule. Um, you and I have stood on the bricks on race morning at the Indianapolis 500. Uh, we've been there for sports car races in the past, but to be able to go back there uh, with the new assets of, of GTP and bring endurance sports car racing back uh, to Indianapolis uh, is, is a real extra boost to the 2023 schedule. Uh, we're going in the fall, so there'll be uh, some championship implications yep. for sure uh, late in the year, but uh, to run the Michelin pilot 
series on Saturday into the darkness. Uh, that's going to be fantastic uh, to bring a couple of our single make championships as well. Um, but to see uh, the new cars at Indianapolis um, is, is going to be really unique. We're going to have the opportunity to do some testing there in the summer uh, beforehand and, and get everybody uh, comfortable. But uh, to work with uh, Roger Penske and Mark Miles and, of course, Doug Bowles on putting that all together. You know, they're opening up camping in the infield. You talk about our passionate fans. Yeah. Uh, the place is going to be jammed. Um, and uh, as you know, it's it's uh, it's hard to make that place uh, look full, but they they made a commitment. They're going to do it. And uh, to see campers all strewn throughout the uh, infield is going to be going to be really, really great. And, and I, I think they also promised me beautiful fall weather. Uh, so that that's great, too. Well, uh, a lot of a lot of people think that Roger Penske has the power to do anything. So let's I hope he has the power to bring that. But the idea of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway being open for camping that was unthinkable a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, no question. Um, never imagined that even when I was going there as a seven-year-old, and now to know that that's going to be coming and we're going to be able to be the the first to to be part of that and in, in the manner that. Doug and, and Mark and Roger have, have suggested is, is great. And our partners and our manufacturers are excited to activate in that market. Um, I know there'll be so many people uh, in Indianapolis next week from the industry. I wish I could be there, but uh, unfortunately, I got some travel, uh, IMSA travel overseas, but um, it, it's going to be a great event. We're, we're thrilled uh, that we could add it to the schedule. As you should be. Uh, and when I, when I think about it, you know, the, uh, we worked. We worked on uh, a project for uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, during the prior ownership era, where we worked on imagining what the Indianapolis Motor Speedway would be in the centennial era. And one of the things that we proposed was an event that was a, a thousand mile race, or you know, the Indianapolis One Thousand would be the wrong thing to call it, but yeah. a long, a long distance race into the darkness at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And ironically, uh, one of the people involved in the presentation to all the stakeholders that day was team owner Roger Petsky at the time, uh, who particularly liked that idea uh, in the presentation and he came over to speak with me afterward. Uh, is there a plan to evolve this event into more than what you start with. I think this is a year to make sure everything works. Yeah. Uh, but is it is there a is there a chance we're going to see this expand into a, a longer event? Well, you read you read our minds. I think our intention is to go through the the exercise in 2023 with with some awesome uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge racing into darkness. Make sure we have the place properly lit and uh, look to in 24 and, and potentially beyond do a longer format uh, WeatherTech sports car championship race. So the short answer is yes, uh, details yet to come, but uh, I'm, I'm really confident we're gonna put on a great show for the audience uh, there in, in Indianapolis in September. And hopefully it's the start of uh, a great thing and a tradition uh, as part of uh, the IMSA schedule. Yes, uh, uh, that's my fondest hope. And sign me up now, I'll be there. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, I did. Uh, a hotel in the uh, the hotel room in the block, huh? Yeah, there we go. I think it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. And when I uh, when we stand back and look at IMSA, you know, IMSA's always had uh, 
uh, an undercard that's very impressive and, and uh, meaningful. Uh, you know, Michelin Pilot Challenge uh, is, you know, been that for you of late. Uh, what's changing and what are you doing differently in, in, in your undercard series in, in 2023? Well, you, uh, it's funny, the timing of your question. Um, my teammate and I, uh, Ed Bennett, uh, were talking about exactly this the other night. And as you know, uh, we have a foundation around single make championships that's incredibly special. And I, I view that as these OEMs, uh, these manufacturers uh, like Lamborghini with the Super Trofeo, like Ferrari Challenge, like Porsche Carrera Cup, like the Mazda MX-5 Cup, they've granted us their prized possession. The cars that are racing in those single makes are some of their most iconic vehicles in their lineup. So for us to be the caretakers of that is incredibly special. Um, but that's the entry point. And each of those different championships and the single make side, um, those are a training ground for uh, the drivers and teams and engineers of uh, the future of the Michelin Pilot Challenge to your point or to the, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Um, so we're really excited to have that. Um, it's tough. There's a lot uh, of uh, series to, to put on a race weekend. Um, yep. There's only so many hours in a day and you can only have the corner marshals and the track staff uh, on site for, for so long. Um, it ends up being a 24 hour day every weekend, uh, but that's the foundation and to have those um, and there's, you know, there's certainly murmurs of others to come. And then, you know, when people want to grow their careers, they look at what's the next uh, car and advancement of aerodynamics or power and things like that. So um, we, we, change the format a little bit with the VP racing sports car challenge for next year. We've got LMP three cars and GT four spec or GSX as we'll call it in a sprint format that gives those teams and drivers the opportunity to um, hone their skills at the next level, multi-class racing, um, try to keep costs in check with a sprint format. And then of course, uh, either the pilot series or weather tech. So you know, in my previous life, I was so fortunate to have the opportunity to work on a, a driver and team development ladder. Um, we had it, of course, on the open wheel side at, at Mazda, but the sports car side, of course, is what we're trying to develop and to have a clear path for talent, again, men and women as drivers and mechanics and PR professionals and race teams have this clear stepping uh, stone, if you will, to the top. Um, doesn't get any better. It's what we've talked about in, in a partnership with SECA to boot, where we're training the next generation of corner marshals and race officials. Um, it's incumbent on us who are in the sport today to make sure that the future of the sport is in, in, in good stead. And uh, we have to lay the path. And, and that's what we're trying to do in the full IMSA portfolio. Yes, and thank you, by the way, uh, my, my notes here, uh, you must have been reading what I was going to talk about because you just ran this for me. <laughs> and I apologize about that. No, that's, that you, you, you wrapped it up nicely. I was going to have to ask the questions. <laughs> thank you. But uh, John, it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. And uh, I'm, I'm truly excited about what's coming in 23, 24 and beyond for IMSA and for sports car fans like me around the world. Uh, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Um, and 
I can't wait. Well, we can't either. Um, each of us in the office have a plaque and it says um, entertainment driven automotive industry marketing tool um, and make it cost effective. And um, we live by that. It's a it's a credo, if you will, that Jim France believes in. And we want to be that um, platform for automakers to market their car um, models, but their brand in particular. And we're we're thrilled to have the opportunity and we cannot wait uh, to show everybody um, the future of endurance sports car racing at the uh, 61st running of the Rolex 24 here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I'll see you there, <laughs> if not sooner. Um, but thank you for joining us today, John. It, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Registering on ePartrade is easy. To start, click on the Join for Free button on the homepage. First, search your company to see if it's already in our database. If you see your company on the list, click on it to select it. Then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact. Or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a New Company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose Register a New Company, you'll need to choose your business type. Select Supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose Racing Business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose Race Team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.